Good morning and aloha. Welcome to Fully Submitted with me, your host, Brother Mike, Brother Mike Dillard. I am very glad that you decided today to take a few moments of your time to spend with me and listen in. I promise uh, to keep it to a minimum. <laughs> I like to try and keep these episodes no more than 30 minutes. Um, and so here we go. So today's episode, we're going to talk about how to witness not necessarily how to witness, but how to reach the lost, how to reach those people that are in other religions. Maybe to you, it might seem impossible. These people have been worshiping a false God all of their lives. They're in different communities where their their very existence, the community is built around them. How are they going to denounce their God and now come to our God, the real God, Jesus, how are they going to do that? How are we going to reach those people, right? And and the best way to look at it is this. It's not about what's in your head, number one, okay? In, in our head, in, in our thinking, in our minds, it, it seems almost impossible. Like, I don't know how to do this. I, I can't do this. I can't do that. And you know what? You're right. You can't. <laughs> I can't, okay? Even Paul. Even Paul understood he couldn't do that. And that's why he said it's, it's not about persuasive words, but it's about the spirit. You know, the Bible says that if I be lifted up, all men be drawn unto me. I'll say that again. And think about this. Listen, look at what he's look at what Jesus said. If I be lifted up, all men be drawn unto me. Okay, now that's some serious talk right there, right? So it's not about us lifting ourselves up. It's not about us trying to insert ourselves and us trying to figure out how we're going to do this or do that. We don't need to do that. Old folk back in the day had a saying, right? While you trying to figure it out, God already worked it out. He's already worked it out. He doesn't need me and you to figure it out. He's already worked it out. And what did he tell us? If I be lifted up, if I, who is I, if I, if Jesus, if the Lord be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So one, we're lifting up Jesus. It's not about your intellect. We're lifting up Jesus, right? Two, uh, he's the one that's drawing the men unto you. Right. The Holy Ghost is here. He's he's here to convict people of their sin. He is drawing the people unto him. Right. He will do that. That is what he does. So we don't need to figure it out. What we need to do is. Go to the Lord. Now, this might not seem like a direct answer. And a lot of times Jesus would answer people in the Bible. It didn't seem like a direct answer, but it was the answer. So here's the question. The question is, how do I minister or witness to somebody that is in a other religion, a false religion, worshiping a false Jesus, a false God, whoever, right? How do I reach those people? 
The answer is worship. Worship. What? How was that the answer? Hey, what, do you, what do you mean worship? You know, this is, I, I always laugh in the Bible. I, the Lord has such a sense of humor. I, I would always imagine like when the disciples are talking to Jesus, you know, sometimes his answers, they'd be like, what is he talking about? Right? <laughs> what do you mean? What are you talking about? Right? <clears throat> but <laughs> so again, if the, the question is, the topic is, how do you reach? How do you witness? How do you minister? <clears throat> Really, how do you draw somebody out? Because that's really the essence of the question. It's not how do we reach them? How do we minister to them? We have to look at the objective. That is the real question. That is what the Lord deals with. The issues of the heart. In the heart, what we're focusing on is, hey, how do I draw somebody out of one of these cults? of one of these false religions, how do I draw them out unto the Lord? And the Lord has already given you the answer if I be lifted up. So what he calls us to do, right, is to worship him. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Why is this the answer? How can that possibly be the answer? Here, here it is. Let's unpack this, right? Well, what is God? What is God? Scripturally speaking, the Bible says God is what? Fill in the blank. God is love. That's what the Bible says. God is love. So in other words, he's telling you right there, look, if I be lifted up, if God be lifted up, and who is God? What is God? God is love. If you lift up the love, then all men will be drawn unto what? The love. It is the love of of Jesus Christ. It is the love of the Father. It is the love of the Holy Spirit that draws men unto him. Our God is a consuming fire. And what do we know about fire? Let's look at fire, right? We look at the moth, the moth drawn to the flame. People are drawn to the love of Jesus Christ. So it doesn't make a difference who they say their God is. It doesn't make a difference how long they've been worshiping that, that, that false and that phony and that fake God. It does not make a difference. And the reason is, is because in their spirit, in their soul, on the inside of them, in the deepest part, in the deepest places, they are thirsty. They are thirsty for love. They Even if they have money and they grew up in a nice family and all of this stuff, guess what? And, and they could have had loving parents, but there is something that is different about the love of, a, the love of man versus the love of God. Amen? And when you receive that love of God, when you've been touched in that inner place, when you drank from the from from the living waters, come on now, when you drank from that place, people are refreshed. Man, they ain't never been refreshed before. So it doesn't make it's you see, that's why it doesn't make a difference if they're in a particular religion or not. When you look at somebody like Billy Graham, I love Billy Graham. Why do I love Billy Graham? I love Billy Graham because when Billy Graham preached the gospel, he preached the gospel. He preached the love of Jesus. Billy Graham never focused on, hey, you going to hell and this, that, and the other. He didn't skirt the issue. He did say it. 
But that was never the focus. The focus was always the love of Jesus. This is why, right, millions of people came to Christ when they went to a Billy Graham crusade because Billy Graham always stuck to the basic formula. If I be lifted up, all men be drawn unto me. Billy Graham preached the love of God. Now you might say, Mike, hey, well, you saying love. You, you said the answer is worship. And so, right, you are, right? Because as we worship the Father, as we worship the Lord, as we worship the Holy Spirit, we worship God through the Holy Spirit. What is happening is we are lifting him up. We're lifting his name up. We're glorifying the Most High God. And when you worship the Lord, what happens is you are being brought into his experience. You are being brought into the love of God. It's like you're being washed and bathed in his presence. You're getting closer and closer and closer and closer and boom, there you are in the love of God, right? And for those of you that are worshipers, you know what I'm talking about. You know when it's like you finally broke through. Ah, there is the sweet presence of the Lord. Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And your heart is crying out and I just love you. Sometimes you cry. Sometimes you sing. Sometimes you dance. Sometimes you're laughing. But you know you are in the presence of love itself. And it's so good you don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. And so this is why, this is the answer, right? What, what you do behind closed doors is really what you're going to walk out. So if, if you're a person and you, you say you're a Christian and, you know, you don't read your Bible and you're not worshiping God, but, you know, you have a belief in God and you might say you love God and you may have some sort of respect for God. See, you're, you're not, you're not going to be able to be used in that capacity to draw men unto him. You're not going to be able to use, be used in that capacity because why? You're not putting in the work. I always tell people, look, Christianity is a relationship, right? It's, it's, we understand, they say, oh, it's not a religion. It's a relationship. Yeah, that's true. But what does that mean? Really? What does it mean? We can't get caught up in Christianese, right? Because people out there are hurting and they're, 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 they're lonely and they're hurting and they're broken and they need to understand. So you need to understand, right? You need to understand this, right? Think about it, right? Worship the Lord. You worship the Lord. You, what are you doing? You're telling him you love the Lord. And actually, you know what? Let's talk about this because there are many quote unquote Christians, and you guys will always hear me say this, right? Or people that say they're Christians, but they don't even know how to worship the Lord. <clears throat> they don't know what it means to worship. They, they don't know what it means, right? Listen, this is a relationship. Like I was just saying a second ago, it's a relationship. You've been in a relationship before. Come on, right? You've all been in a relationship. You know, there was that special that special someone that you felt, oh, you know, oh, I love this person, you know? And what did you do, you know? You start telling them how much you love them. It's like your heart can, oh, I love this person so much. I have to, I just have to tell you, girl, I love you. You right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, ooh, I love you, right? You got to get it out and share it with them. And you sustain that over the years, right? If you're just dating somebody, okay, it is what it is. If you're in a marriage relationship, a more intimate relationship, you know, this is a long term, a relationship that lasts decades. Then you learn how to sustain that, right? But you keep Stoking the fire. You keep letting that person know. Yeah, I'm not taking you for granted. I love you. 
And you don't just say it, but you show it. Okay. So now let's let's look at how this ties into our relationship with the Lord, right? You can't say that you love Jesus if you don't worship Jesus. You have to take time during your day. Just take some time. Sing to him. Well, I'm not a good singer. Well, you know, good thing, because the Bible said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. <laughs> so make that noise before the Lord. And you know what? The Lord will be so happy. Don't you, you ever think about this? Don't, don't you want to make the Lord happy? Now, this talk is for mature Christians. This podcast is for ma mature Christians. Okay, so I would think as a mature Christian, at some point, you must have had the thought like, man, Lord, how can I make you happy? Lord, how can I put a smile on your face? You got to, you have to ask yourself that. And there really are answers. The Holy Spirit will help you. Well, one of the ways that you put a smile on the Lord's face is to sing to him. You, we read through the Bible, look in the book of Psalms. How many times does he say, sing to me, sing to me, sing to me, sing to me a new song? How many times does he say that? And many times. Now, I always say, Lord, I don't know why you love, <laughs> you love us to sing to you so much. I mean, you're God, you have everything. I don't understand why, but that's what you like. So, okay, here we go. And what you could just do is, look. Crack open the book of Psalms. If you say, well, I don't know what to say to God. I, I don't know what to sing to him. You know what? I'm, I'm going to show you an example here. And y'all all know I don't usually sing. And I'm not really going to sing right now. Okay. I don't really sing unless I'm uh, called to do it. I literally just picked up my Bible. This is real time here, right? And all you got to do is just go to the book of Psalms. If you don't, no, no, I'm, I'm a psalmist, so I get, it just comes up out of me. I sing to him, there's all of these songs and melodies and everything all comes up. But if that's not your gifting, then you don't have to worry about it. He gave you a book of songs. The book of Psalms is a book of songs, right? Now I'm looking through here. You know what? I'm just going to turn to Psalm 119 because there's so many songs in Psalm 119. There's so many psalms. Okay, here's one. Here's one, which I literally was just singing right, right before I came on this, this podcast. This is Psalm 119, 57 through 64. Now, again, I, I am going to sing, but I'm just giving you an example here, right? I, I'm not trying to be like Barry White or nothing like that. But, okay, here we go. So, it says, Thou art my portion, O Lord. Hold me back up. First of all, we have no idea the melody that David used or the psalmist used when they wrote these things. Okay, so first, you just got to let that go. Let that go. I don't know what melody. The melody is whatever you give it, right? Each human being is as individual as a fingerprint. In all of creation, the Lord God has never made and will never make a duplicate of you. Even if you're listening right now, you and your identical twin is listening. Guess what? Y'all still ain't really identical, right? You're not identical. <laughs> you're close enough, but you're not. You, you each have your own separate way of thinking and processing things and, and whatever, right? So there is only you in all of creation. So your praises are also unique. 
There is nobody in all of creation that has praised God the exact way that you praise God. It's not possible. Even if they watched you and studied you and tried to copy all your vocal intonations and inflections and all that stuff, you know what? The Lord still hears the difference. Okay, so what I'm saying is don't get hung up on the fact that you don't know what melody to sing. I've been a Christian now since I was 16. I'm 50 years old. Hey, I'm 50 now. (laughs) We'll be 51. And whenever I sing the Psalms, I still have that that uncomfortable feeling like "Eh, I don't know if the melody is right. But I just keep singing it anyway because that's what God said he likes. So here we go. I did not plan on doing this. These, each one of these episodes is always a surprise to me because I don't know what the Holy Spirit's going to do. And I don't know what he's going to lead me to do for each episode. I have no idea. But in this, this is what he wanted to talk about. So here we go. So now y'all have no excuse. I'm literally going to do Psalm 119, 57 through 64. And this is something that I would do. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet into thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. At midnight, (laughs) this is so awkward for me. At midnight, I will rise to give thanks. Unto thee, because of thy righteous judgments, I am a companion of all them that fear thee, and of them that keep thy precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. Teach me thy statutes, O Lord. There we go. So, now, it's awkward because why? I don't know the melody that that the psalmist used. I don't know. I'm just guessing as I go. So it feels awkward even if I wasn't recording it on a podcast and people all over the world, millions of people going to listen to this and be like, that guy, yeah, maybe his voice isn't the greatest singer, right? Yeah, he's not the greatest singer in the world. But you know what? To the Lord, that was a beautiful melody. And honestly, I can sing better than that. But I did it to illustrate a point, right? To the Lord, that was beautiful. He's like, yes, yes, yes. Sing more, sing more. He loves it. When his children sing to him. Because why are they singing to him? They're singing to him because they love him. So when you do this work, I'm getting to the answer. I'm still unpacking this answer here. When you put in the work with the Lord, okay, you're reading the Bible. You're worshiping him. You even, dare I say the dreaded F word, you're fasting, right? (laughs) Yes, you you even fasting, right? All of these things show Jesus that you love him, right? When you strive to keep his commandments, it shows him that you love him. Doesn't mean you're going to get it perfect every day. In fact, you will not, right? You're never going to be sinless, but as the saying goes, you will sin less as we put more work in with the Lord and we give our hearts and more of ourselves to him, you will sin less because the love of God, the goodness of God is going to to convict you and you're not going to want to sin. Okay. So anyway, like I said, as you worship the Lord, you put in the time with the Lord in privacy, right? In privacy. 
And then what happens is your relationship with him starts growing. You start getting closer to him, closer to him, closer to him, right? And what this is, this is also you, you're desiring to be used in a different capacity, okay? So the scripture talks about how there's different instruments inside of a house, you know? Some are used for noble purposes, some are used for ignoble purposes, like a toilet is used for an ignoble purpose, right? You don't want to be God's, we don't want to be the toilet, right, for the body of Christ. You don't want that, right? So in other words, what you have to do is, you have to put in your work. You have to love, lavish love on the Lord, lavish love on him. And as you do this, you are being transformed in the presence of, of the Holy Spirit. OK, you're being transformed into a man or the, the man or the woman that is that is useful for every good work of the master. That is what we want as Christians. If you're if you're a Christian, then that is what you're going to want It's to cry your heart. You're going to want to be used more. See, when you do that, when you love the Lord like that and you're getting transformed, then the rivers of living water are being poured forth out of your belly. So when the Holy Spirit takes you and he uses you to minister to somebody that is in one of these false religions, he's not going to use you to club them upside the head and say they're going to hell. That is not the way. That is not the way of the master. That is not the way of Jesus. It is love. So these people in the scripture says, and they shall know us by our love. It is the love of God that draws them in. If I be lifted up, God is love. If I be lifted up, if God be lifted up, if love be lifted up, then love will draw all men into that love. Just like a moth to the flame, except we're not going to be destroyed when we're drawn into our God. He is a consuming fire. When we're consumed with his fire, it's like the burning bush in the Bible. Why did Moses go to look at that bush? It wasn't that it was on fire. It's that he saw it was on fire and it wasn't being consumed. In other words, it wasn't burning up. It was just continually just burning. He could clearly see the bush. It's a bush. It's on fire. Why are the leaves? It's everything still, but it is on fire. What is that? That is how our God is. He is a consuming fire, but we don't get destroyed in the process. We get built up. We get strengthened and we receive something that we have always wanted. This is why if you want to, as the Holy Spirit leads you to minister to somebody that is in another religion, first and foremost, there is going to be the love. Those people will have been watching you. They're going to know there's something different about you. It is the love. It is the sweet fragrance like a perfume or like a cologne that is wafting off of you. They will smell the difference. They can tell the difference because the world doesn't have that. They have a worldly version of love, but it is not the same as God's love. It is different. And they will know they may not be able to quantify exactly what it is. You feel me? They may say, I don't know what it is about Susan, what it is about Jim. I don't know what it is about, you know, Yolanda or, or I don't know why it's the quail. I don't know, but it's something about them. I, I just need to talk to them. I just love it when they talk to me. Right. And we can't get it twisted. We have to understand it is the anointing of the Lord. Right. It is the love of God. Back it up. It is the work that I put in into my relationship with the Lord, which is now bearing fruit. If you don't do the work behind the scenes, you're not going to bear fruit. And if you bear fruit, it's not going to be a whole lot of fruit. Right. 
you must put in your work. So, okay, we're we're about the 23 minute mark. We're 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 coming to a close here, right? We're coming around the bend, okay? <laughs> so, remember, if you have a heart for the lost, whether they are in another religion or they're just somebody and you see them out there on the streets, they're doing this, they're doing all types of crazy stuff and you know, it's like, man, they don't know, they don't know Jesus. What happens if they die in their sins? They're going to be judged. They're going to go to hell, right? And your heart's going to start crying out. So when that happens, what you have to understand is, and the Holy Spirit will probably bring you in organically anyway. He's going to draw you to him closer. And I see that's what's going on with the church. But many people in the church and God's church, he's drawing us closer to him. Right. Because the time is growing short and, and, and the window is closing. Right. Jesus is coming very soon. You have to remember, Christianity essentially is the, it's the largest rescue mission in all of humanity, in all of of time itself. This is what Christianity is. It's hey, that building is on fire. We're going into that building. We're getting all of these people out because it is going to crumble. It's going to collapse. It's not if it is. It will. It's going to be destroyed. All of this will be destroyed. So you have to remember this. Don't get cut off. Oh, I got such a nice life and this and that. Hey, remember these people that don't know the Lord. You're passing them every single day. Every day you pass these people. Are you giving any thought to their existence? Any thought to, you know, are you taking time to pray for these people? And here's the second thing I'll say, and then we're going to close. So there's the love of God that has shown them because you put in the work with Jesus you're worshiping him, you're, you're, you're worshiping him, you're reading your Bible, you're spending time with him, right? But also, are you praying for these people? Don't, don't underestimate the power of your prayers. Your prayers are powerful. Satan wants the body of Christ to think that their prayers don't, oh, your prayer don't mean nothing. That little prayer that you said, that ain't mean nothing. Please, if you could only see in the spirit and see the destructive force that your prayers have on the enemy's on the enemy's camp, right? You would understand. Oh, no wonder he's trying to trick me. That's what the devil always does. It's lies. It's deception, right? Your prayers matter. So I, I want to encourage you, right? Hey, the next time you're at work or you're in your neighborhood, you're talking to a neighbor and you know these people don't know the Lord, you know, make sure you pray for them. When I used to be on the submarines, I was on six different submarines, right? One of the things that I would always see was that even the hardest person, if you ask them, is, is it okay if I pray for you, man? You know what? Most of 99.9% .9 of the times, their hearts would melt and they would say, yeah, you know, yeah, I, that'd be real cool. And, you know, and a lot of times people that bark the worst, you know, God, this, God, that, God, that. Guess what? When something goes down in their family, they might have been dogging you, but I have seen over the years, they will find me. Just like Nicodemus went to Jesus in secret. No one knew he was there, right? But he was talking to the master, right? It'd be just like that. These people will hunt you down and let you know, oh, you know, my little niece is sick. I've had this happen. That just happened last year. My little niece was uh, uh, sick. Actually, the year before that. My, my niece is sick and so on. So will you pray for this? Sure, no problem. Not a problem. Right. And those people will realize they'll see something different in you. And that's why they'll seek you out. Why? It's the love of God. Right. It's the love of God. And they see it in you. They know you're different from everybody else. 
You may not be as popular as everybody else, but you're different and you're genuine and you have real love and they will come to you. Okay, so keep that in mind. And that is today's message. So as a quick recap, if you want to reach somebody, you want to reach a lost or a hurting or a broken person, it, you must have the love of God. That is the formula. If I be lifted up, all men be drawn unto me. God is love. You worship him, worship him, worship him. Put in the work. And as you do that, you will walk and begin to flow in the love of God. OK, and these people are going to be drawn to you. Really, they're going to be drawn to the Jesus in you. That is what we want. OK, and then from there, the opportunity will be presented eventually or maybe not. Right. The scripture says that the one that plants the seed and the one that uh, uh, waters the seed really is not important. But God is important because he's the one that makes the plant grow. So sometimes people will be drawn unto you. They'll always be drawn. And uh, sometimes you'll get the opportunity to lead them to Christ, right? Sometimes they'll be drawn unto you, but you won't get the opportunity to lead them to Christ. But that's okay because the seeds were planted, right? And then the Holy Spirit at some point in their lives or somewhere, he will do it on his own and, and, and bring them to Christ, okay? But the, the most important thing is it's the love of God, all right? The love of God is what is going to draw them out from those communities, because they're receiving something they've never received in their entire life and they will know the difference, right? Psalm 34, eight says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed is the man that trusts him. Okay, so that is it for today's episode. Like I said, I try and keep it under 30 minutes, 29 minutes and counting. Okay, I love you guys with the love of the Lord. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed.